0: Metal Interview Udo Dirk Schneider Is our guest On this episode and installment Of that Metal Interview Podcast with your friend James Thank you guys for joining us one more time Udo, as you guys know Is the former frontman And vocalist for Accept Band from Germany That uh, came out in the late Mid to late 70's uh, Balls to the wall Metal Heart bunch of badass jams and now he has a brand new album by the name of game over and he is here to promote his new album AFM records and uh, let's check out a new song from Udo off of game over here is prophecy we'll be right back (laughs) Jam prophecy mr. Udo Dirk Schneider with his son Sven on the drums what a talent what a family of talent and also don't forget he also has Dirk Schneider and friends with former except members so check that out man so anyways enough talking let's go with the interview with Udo Dirk Schneider enjoy big big fan of yours uh, as a lot of people are as a lot of fans uh, I'm also a fan of uh, Oh, since the 80s, of course, (laughs)
1: long time ago.
0: (laughs) Yes, I I first heard of you uh, through, uh, except, of course, Uh, a cousin of mine gave me uh, the cassette metal heart.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay.
0: long, long time ago. And I've been a fan since. So awesome, awesome for uh, Very good awesome job in bringing us fans uh, metal. Uh, Congratulations on that. Thank you.
1: Okay, thank you very much.
0: So we're here to talk about the new album, uh, Game Over, 16 tracks, uh, great, great, great stuff, awesome stuff. Uh, Talk to us about this uh, record. Uh, Who does the lyrics, who did the arrangements and the riffs and all that?
1: Uh, Let's say the lyrics I did together with my son. And also I was working together with my son on the vocal melodies for the first time. Uh, And... uh, the rest, I mean, uh, came of uh, the bass player, Tilen Nudrup, Dee Dumas, the new guitar player, Andre Smirnov. And, uh, yeah, and then normally if we have all the ideas, you know, uh, together, then normally we go in a, in a rehearsal room, small studio, whatever and working, arranging on songs, you know, and uh, working together with the producer and, and arrangements and stuff like that. But uh, the pandemic uh-huh. was in between and uh, so that was not possible. And that was a little bit difficult this time to work on on an, on an album. So that means we did everything over Skype, Zoom, FaceTime, WhatsApp, you know, we always did a conference with everybody and then we said, okay, today we want to work on this song and then we were talking, okay, maybe you can change this and this and this and then you get a link back, you have to listen to this and then again a conference and said, okay, this is now much better, but yeah, this whole process takes really long, you know, I mean, it was not like, in you know, a directly face to face, that was... Um, Yet always to wait that somebody sent something back. And uh, also the main recording at in a, uh, at the studio was like uh, only allowed to have two people, sound engineer and always one musician, you know, the drummer, bass player, one guitar player, the other guitar player, then myself, then all the choirs, you know, also one by one. Yeah, that was, let's say... Um, very difficult, just time to do an album. Yeah. But um, in in the, on the end, I mean, at the end, I am happy with everything. I mean, of course, uh, we had enough time. There was no touring going on. That. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, that means also, yeah, we put sixteen songs on on, on the on the on the new record, and uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, we said, okay, we have enough time, because we love all the songs, so let's put this on the record. So that was the process of uh, yeah, the whole album and it was different, but in the end I'm really happy with the result.
0: Great, great result. Great. So there was a time where albums had 10 songs on there and maybe 12. Yeah. So why yeah. Si- Why 16? What's behind? Is it, is it okay with the yeah. record label or what happened there?
1: Yeah, I mean that—that that was uh, the, what I said before. We had uh, 16 songs or 17 songs. Okay, there's also one uh, yeah. bonus track for Japan, mm. and uh, then we said, okay, we, we like all the songs. We want to have them on the album, you know. Yeah. But some in the beginning, some people was like, "Oh, this is a little bit too much." And uh, but now, I mean, the reaction uh, is very good. Also, for people they buy the album, they said, "Wow, very great." Also, the, all the interviews what I did, the reaction was also like, "Wow, you know, Yeah. they're in really, really good stuff on there." So, I mean, why not? You know, value yeah. for money.
0: <laughs> right. It's better for the fans. It's better for me. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think. Yeah, but why not?
0: I get like a bigger album. You know, that's that's awesome for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> 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 so, what what was the first song you wrote for this album? Do you remember?
1: That's a good question, or oh, what was the first song? I think that was Phil Detector, was, I, was I think. So that was the, the first time we was the first idea. But you know, uh, it, it's not only that was the first song we started working on when we did all the conference, but we had all the ideas already a long time before, you know, and then let's say when we're collecting ideas, they are not finished songs. You know, sometimes only there is the a riff, there is a maybe that can be the worst, that can be the pre-chorus, or this can be the chorus. It's just uh, collecting ideas, and then in the end, for this album, we had pff, over 30, and then we said, okay, on this 20 we want to work, and then in the end, we really main recording was 17, but that i think Peter ticker was the first one that we did over the internet and start working on it uh, arranging the song
0: okay so here's a a strange question does the title game over mean the end of, of your career or you do no <laughs> a lot of
1: people
0: ask
1: <laughs> no 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 that was the uh, the title for this album uh, came during the whole recording session you know uh, so how it was not normal what we are doing, you know, and then the, the I don't know, I cannot really remember who came up with this, and everything. he said, he's in German, uh, Alles is this to end, everything is over, you know, and then the title, Game Over, came up, and then we said, yeah, that's a great title for the album, let's name the album, Game mm-hmm. Over, you know, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of things, Game Over, during the recording session, you know? we couldn't work like we, not, we are normal working you know, on an album, so... And then, of course, I knew already that people coming up and say, oh, it's just the last album, last tour. No, 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 don't <laughs> worry. No, no, this is, uh, had nothing to do with this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had to ask that question. <laughs> so uh, how many songs from this record will you be playing live? Or are you playing live?
1: Ooh, yeah, hopefully we'll playing live next year. Uh, so we had to move the Russian tour to next year, also our first half of the European tour f- to next year. But I think next year it will be, uh, yeah, possible to to go on tour. Everything going goes going better and better, you know. And uh, yeah, I don't know really. I mean, we are normally play of play songs of a new album. Uh, let's say five or six new songs. So, but definitely that will be "Met and Never Dies," "Like a Beast," yeah. "Holy Invaders." Nice. Prophet prophecy and uh, Fear detector will be maybe the opening song. Uh, so that at the moment is in our mind, you know. But first we have to. It's always uh, different to say we play these songs live, but we know or we yeah, we know then exactly when we start rehearsing for the tour. You know then. We have to play the songs in a rehearsal room and then you get the feeling for the song. But I think this will be maybe also Empty Eyes, I See Wet. I mean, there's so many songs on there <laughs> you can play live, you know. Yeah.
0: But I think five or six
1: songs enough, I mean... Also, I have to make a mix up of all the other UDO albums, you know. Uh, okay, we cannot satisfy everybody. I mean, uh, we will see normally when we make a new setlist, we try to make, of course, also classic UDO stuff. We also have to play and um, then we try to sometimes to say, okay, maybe we play this song we didn't play for a very long time. Maybe we try a song we never played live. This is a, But I tell you, this is a nightmare to put a set this together with so many albums, you know. <laughs> yes, not it's not so
0: easy. It must be a nightmare. There's so many great songs, so many great albums. must be. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. it is a, it is a nightmare. And in the end, the people want to hear some except classic stuff, you know, like Metal Heart, yeah. Born Through the Wall, Fast as a Shark, Princess of a Dawn, you know. is It's also like... Yeah. yeah it's, uh, <laughs> I tell you, it's not so easy.
0: <laughs> very, very easy. So you got to promote the new songs too, and yeah. So. Uh,
1: yeah, definitely. That, that's also a very important thing to see how how they they are working uh, live. You know.
0: Would you say this record is similar to your last record, uh, "We Are One," or would you say it's a little bit different?
1: Yeah. I mean, via one is a, a, a completely different thing, you know. I mean, this is with the orchestra. It's still metal, but in a different way, you know. This has nothing to do with the with a game over album or the album what we did before uh, uh, Steel Factory. Yep. Um, I mean, I think, I think, I hope I'm right. I mean, every every album I did with Udo is in a way a little bit different, you know. Yeah. Sometimes harder, sometimes more melodic. It's always it's always different, and that's I think it. Um, I like that. You know, it's like okay, new album, new new uh, challenge. You know, and then see what's coming up, so on and uh, so now with with this new album, I mean definitely. Uh, that was a very good input of the new two members, you know, of who Hoodrop the bass player, player and player, then and, and D-Dummers on the guitar, you know. I mean, yeah. that was a really good input. They came up with very interesting stuff. And my son also was more involved, what I told you before, with vocals and lyrics. And uh, Andre, of course, Andre of he's now together with me for nearly 10 years. So yeah. but for him, it was also like, you know on, on uh, for example on, on Steel Factory he he played all the guitars on this album, you know. Wow. And now he now he said, oh thank God um, now I have a guitar player I can work with, you know. Yeah. So really they was working together. And for me the guitar work on this album I like it very much. You know, they did a very, very good stuff.
0: How does it feel having your son on stage with you? That must be a great feeling as a father.
1: Yeah, of course, let's be honest, I'm really proud of him, you know, he's now six years in the band and he's becoming better and better and um, he did a great job on the new album, drumming-wise, uh, also on We Are One and Seal Factory and uh, yeah, it, it, it's, but it's not a typical, let's say, father and son, it's more like a really uh, a, a good friendship, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Sometimes when I turn around, <laughs> turn around on stage, you know, I see always the little twin for, in my eyes. You
2: know, like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. this is something. You know, yeah, this a, it's a
1: nice feeling, and he's very much uh, into that. And uh, it's it's also you know, it's like at the moment I have a really young band around me. You know, like my son is 27. The new guitar player, the drummer is twenty-eight, and the bass player is thirty. Yeah. And Andre is already <laughs> thirty-five, <laughs> but he's also not old, you know. So of... this is also, it's also good for me. There is a little, yeah, a little bit of not not a little bit. There is a different generation around me, you know. There yeah. Are, was listening to different bands than what I did in when, when I was younger, you know. I was growing up with Rolling Stones, Jimi Hendrix and Wire Heap, Sweet Deep Purple, I don't know, all with, this, uh, with his bands. And, uh, yeah, they pushed me also, you know. And and I'm a guy, I'm always open-minded, you know. I'm not the guy to say, okay, this is the direction we have to go like this. No, that was... Uh, also really interesting for me what, what was coming up, you know, little th- different things here, little things, different things here. Yeah, was, uh, and, and, and it keeps me also going,
0: you know. Wow, very cool. I'm a father of two. Uh, my kids are 11 and 6, so I'd that'd be very, very proud if, if I, I was in your situation, you know, my son on drums. That's awesome. Very cool, very cool. So, yeah. So uh, take us back to the, uh, the past here. You were there in the 70s and 80s. And how was the music business different back then than today Uh, obviously the internet right but what would you say is is different (laughs) we didn't
1: didn't have any mobile phones we didn't have any internet everything was done by a normal phone you know the whole business uh, the the, the new cover artwork was sent in by post (laughs) (laughs) and uh, there there was a lot of different stuff going on and uh, i mean let's say for for the band that was in the 80s and the seven, end of the 70s it was easier uh, to get money from the record company you know and they yeah. really they really was more into the band they were money wise there was a lot of things possible and uh, but now i think uh, everything is, yeah, in a way, completely changing. You know, I mean, for new bands at the moment, it's not, uh, it's not so easy to to survive in uh, in this business. Yeah. So, of course, the the, the the CD selling is going down. Of course. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, download stuff. Okay, in metal, it's still much better than in pop music. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, you know, but the selling is really going down, and uh, now the bands, yeah, the only chance to make money is being on tour and also uh, um, uh, yeah, merchandising stuff like that. You know, I mean that was a completely different thing when 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 we when we were in the end of the seventies and the eighties. You know, that was a completely different story, and. Um, yeah, and also no support from the from the record companies, money-wise. You know, if a band, for example, I, I mean, I know that when we want to have a really good support band, and the, and and also this band really want to do this, and they're asking for money, yeah, no chance. There's no chance, you know. Then they said sometimes they said, oh, we cannot do this, you know, or they maybe can do it only for ten days or fourteen days then they had to make the holiday they still are working they are working on on, on, on the side and the business is very is, is very different than to the 80s and the end of the 70s but in my opinion for me the record companies' they're signing too much bands you know yeah it's like maybe it's more select everything you know it's mm-hmm. like tons of bands they're signing and yeah. maybe they are lucky one band make it then a little bit bigger you know but for me this is the wrong direction but anyway this is uh, we can talk about this
0: <laughs> <for> <laughs> right that's very true so uh, it, it is yeah. were you how old were you when you first wanted to sing and be in a, in a rock band or metal band was this when you were small or later on
1: oh I mean I start up when I was 14, yeah, I was 14, okay. together with Michael Wagner. With Michael we we start making music together. We went also together to the school, and um, yeah, we were making music together. I was on the keyboard, and he was playing guitar, so, and then we get another guy, another guy, and then we had a small uh, school band. It was developing, you know, it was really a hobby, and then getting more and more and more and then in the end i i was really yeah thinking to do it as a professional you know so and then in the end i did it and let's say um you have to be also really lucky to find the right people let's say the right musicians the right record company the right management you know all that stuff that has it needs also a little bit luck to meet the right people at the right moment
0: very true uh, very, yeah. very, very good advice, right there. You gotta, you gotta know yeah. what, uh,
1: yeah. And also another thing, what I always give an advice when people ask me, what can you tell young musicians? It's always believe in yourself and don't listen too much to other people. You know, do what you want, and then uh, maybe if you're lucky, you can make it. You know, but it's very important that you believe in yourself. And and and, it, and then and and you know what you want, you know that is very important. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. it's not so easy,
0: right? Yeah, I've heard. I've heard. You know, it's a tough. Tough. It's tough for the new bands. I feel. I feel sad for the new new and the new bands and new, all the new kids making bands and all that. I feel bad for them because all, all that you yeah. just said right there, yeah.
1: But it, it, you know, for young bands, um, the only chance, not the only chance, but maybe one good chance, let's say it in this way, is like um, music-wise, you cannot be new, you know, there is nothing really new what you can do, maybe have an outstanding voice or something like that. But at the moment, I think uh, to step out of all these bands is uh, like to have a, a a concept. For example, what we have here in Germany, Powerwolf—they are very famous. Uh, yeah. from of, of, of from Sweden, mm-hmm. or lordi from Finland. You know, you, you need a concept. Yeah. And uh, then you have a chance to stick out of all these bands, you know. And um, yeah, that's the only thing. What I would say: if you if you do something, let's say we want to make a band or and then. Think about a concept, do something, but not everybody is doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. not easy, but um, yeah. that's uh, for me the most important thing at the moment.
0: Yeah. So uh, I noticed you got two former accept bandmates uh, with Dirk Schneider and friends. That's Stefan and Peter, right? uh yeah. h- how did that start how did that come about
1: yeah i mean with peter peter was already working with us on the VR one album with the orchestra and uh so uh, this uh, what we did with these three songs uh, was just more a charity thing So stefan kaufman came up with this idea uh, these three songs what we did is like was like normally also songs for the uh, for the We Are One album, but there was no space to put more songs on this on this record, you
2: know. Mm-hmm.
1: So the song uh, "Where the Angels Fly" was already, yeah, finished. It was already done. And then Stefan said, "Okay, we got two more songs, not finished songs, but we can work on this." And then he said, "Okay, come on, your band, you you cannot you cannot make a, a tour. The crew has no work. the UDO crew has no work. Let's make a charity thing." We do everything for free, and then try to make a, a, a deal with with this uh, three songs with the record company. So AFM was yeah. really helpful. They said, "Yeah, it's a really good idea." And yeah, and then we did we did this, and for me it was like, uh, uh, how can I say it? Uh, was free, you know, freeness. I mean, we didn't have to think about oh, this song has to be like this way or this way, and uh, we just was enjoying making music, you know, also with my old guitar player of UDO, Matthias yeah. And then also the female singer, she was already working with us also on the We Are One album. My son on drums, yeah, and myself, and that was like having fun, you know, doing, making music. And um, yeah, so that was the charity thing, and then all the money goes to the members of UDO and on the, to the crew. And they really say, oh, thank you very much. You know, it, it wasn't an, 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 a helping thing. I mean, the, during the pandemic, it's not so easy, you know. It's not in every country. Uh, let's say, Cielo Rudra, the bass player, he's living in Slovenia. No money from the government. Uh, uh, Andre, uh, Russian, forget it, also no money from the government. You know, in Germany, it's a, a little bit different story. You get money from the, uh, the government. Uh, they help you, you know, with some money. Okay. That was going on with the pandemic.
2: Yeah.
1: But uh, at the time, it was not easy for everybody. And uh, yeah, so that was the reason why we did this, uh, uh, this small EP. Of course, the people came up and said, oh, three members of Accept, you yeah. know, it's like, <laughs> whoa. And it's coming more. Yeah. Oh, we will see. I don't know. I mean,. um, we all, we, we said in the end, okay, if we have enough ideas and then time enough in between. I mean, I have time in between touring sometimes, you know, uh, it's, it's easy to work on some songs, you know, and record some songs, but maybe one day we're doing an album together, you know, and, um, but not with 16 songs, <laughs> 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 maybe maybe then 10, 11 or 12, <laughs> but, um, it's just, uh, it's just a project, you know. This yeah. This lineup cannot be on tour. It's, it's impossible. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just making nice music, nice songs, and uh, hopefully the people enjoy it. And you know, we will see.
0: Yeah, when I saw that, I was happy because, uh, as a fan, you know, you, you get to see some of yeah. the original Accept guys, and and the actual Accept right now, uh, the the Wolf the Wolf version has no original members. No,
1: it's only Wolf. It's
0: only Wolf. So when I saw that with you, that's awesome, you know, as a fan, you know, (laughs) very cool. Yeah, I
1: mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was also nice to see that Peter was singing, you know, again. I mean, I mean, he has a really good voice and that was really easy going, you know, that was really having fun to do this. And um, yeah, so why not?
0: So which is your favorite song to play live? (laughs) (laughs) Too many. (laughs) many. <laughs> I really always enjoy, uh, maybe it's a little bit strange,
1: but I always love to sing on stage. I give as good as I get. Nice. It's, uh, I really loved it. And the people, I know that they loved it very, very much. It's a really nice, nice song.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome song. So give us your favorite gig and your worst gig so far. Oh, the, the best gigs. Oh, there's so many. <laughs>
1: definitely, definitely uh, the best, the best uh, show was definitely yeah the last, uh, the last, last show what we did in Alcatraz in Belgium on a festival this year. That was a great. It was a special show, you know. That was so emotional. I mean, after all this no touring. Uh, it was in playing in really in front of people on a festival that was something else, you know, and the worst show. Oh, the worst show, the worst. Yeah, that was, but not with old. That was with the except, I remember that we were playing the Hannah Smith's in London in 86, 86, yeah. And uh, the whole press worldwide was there, you know, everybody. And then, the whole equipment whole was uh uh, uh how you say this turning uh, down you know it turned off really? and it, was, it turned off everything really and then yeah and then we was on stage and was like oh shit, what <laughs> we are doing now you know wow. yeah and then we was and then we was just uh uh yeah hand clapping and then we were singing, then ball through the wall, you know, ho, 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 try to make the people sing. But that was, I mean, oh, you was dying inside, you know. I mean, you know, you knew that there is the whole press of the whole world, you know. It's like, oh, come on, you know. But anyway, that was a really heavy, 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 heavy thing.
0: Wow, what a nightmare. <laughs> So, yeah, that
1: was a nightmare, believe me.
0: Would you like to send a message to your fans listening to this podcast before you go?
1: Yeah, what can I say? I mean, hopefully next year we make it to the U.S. to tour. I have already some days. that will be, brrr, look like September, October. And I think that will be possible then. And uh, yeah, in the meanwhile, enjoy the new album, game over. And uh, and we we'll see us hopefully on tour and in stay heavy stay healthy and see
0: you on stage awesome thank you udo thank you for making time man. Okay. and uh, keep rocking
1: okay thank you very much Bye bye.
0: don't forget to support all these metal bands all these rock bands man uh swing by their websites their socials and direct yourself to their merchandise table if you will and to help them out man you know some of these bands can't tour especially european bands and Overseas bands. Uh, So, support these guys uh, by purchasing merchandise, even U.S. bands, you know, U.S., Canada, worldwide, any rock metal band worldwide. So, uh, swing by Mr. Udo Dirk Schneider's uh, merchandise table, if you will, and uh, help him out, man. You know, support rock metal, download, stream, purchase. Uh, Same thing with our deal podcast. Thank you for supporting that metal interview podcast do not forget to subscribe to our youtube channel okay so if you have so already i appreciate it man really really thank you guys and girls so anyways uh oodle dirk schneider thank you much appreciated. and don't forget to keep it metal <laughs> That middle interview.